Okay, so you've done it. You've decided you're going to be out here at Percy Water Park. Yes, I said out here because that's where we're recording from today. You've decided you're coming out to this race on Saturday morning at 8 a.m. for the men and 9 a.m. for the women. Maybe you've never been to a cross-country race before. And you just think all that's going on is there's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and, and on and on. Well, to tell you the truth, there's a lot more than that. Honestly, you may not even be aware that there's a team score at stake. And that it's actually incredibly fascinating to watch if you know what you're looking for. So, today's podcast is to get those of you who aren't quite sure what you're coming to watch ready. And who knows? maybe a trivia night winner at some point because of the knowledge that you're going to gain from this podcast. So jump in now with Tracking the Trojans on how to come out and understand what's going on out here on Saturday. Okay, so here we go. The cross-country team, your top seven runners are who you are looking to follow when you're looking at the team aspect of cross-country racing yes if you win the race overall that's great and fantastic being in the top 10 as an individual is a big deal but every individual is working hard to better their team placement so those first seven that cross the line now some teams might you know our men's team has 16 but only our top seven to cross the line on any given day but obviously on saturday will count towards the team scoring here's how it works your top five Of that seven, they score points. Now, this is how points work. If you finish in first place, you get one point. Second place, two points. Third place, three points. And on and on. The goal is to have the lowest score possible. So, a perfect score would be 15 points. First, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Boom. Doesn't happen often. We actually saw it a couple weeks ago at Southern Indiana as they're just an incredibly deep team. And let me be dead honest, I think it's going to be hard for them to pull something off like that here on Saturday, but they just might. And the interesting thing is if they do, they'll, they'll catapult up the rankings even more, um, I bet. But first, four, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, they score your points. Think like golf. You want a low score. You want to be below par. You want the lowest point total possible. Now what about six and seven? Now, while 6 and 7 don't score points, they are what we call displacers. So let me set this up. You've got to track with me here, okay? So, so buckle down. If a team's 5th place runner is beaten by another team's 6th and 7th place runners, well, obviously that pushes the 5th place runner back place-wise because he's been beaten by two more people. Now, this becomes important when... Say one team has a stellar athlete. They might even win, win, the, win the meet, finish in the top five, score very low points. But their two, three, four, five athletes are, are, are moderate at best. Now, if this team with the solid sixth and seventh runner can get ahead of this other team with the great runner, they can get ahead of their fifth place runner, and the one, two, three, four, five do their job on that team with the strong sixth and seven. Well, then the team that ran as a whole a little better than the team that had the one guy way out in front could possibly win because 6th and 7th were pushing back 5th place. Now, they can even push back 4th place. They can push back 3rd place. Basically, 6th and 7 can wreak havoc 
on teams that aren't as deep as they are. You have good 6th and 7th runners on really deep teams. So there you have it. This is how you watch for the score in a cross-country race. Now, it's important, if you're coming out on Saturday, pay attention to how many Pembroke 1, 2, 3, 4, 5s come by. Uh, how many from Lee, you know, has their 5th come by, has their 2nd come by. Did their 2nd come by before Southern Indiana's? A couple years ago at the GMAC Championships out here, it literally came down to the final 100 meters of Malone's 5th place and Walsh's 5th place. And they battled it out to the line, and it came down to that 5th place runner. Now, they didn't get any 6s and 7s ahead of them, but if you were watching for the 5th place runners, then you knew the team title for the conference was decided right there, a solid 40 seconds after the winner had passed the line. That is how you make sure to watch a race and, and understand the intricacies of everything that is going on and the importance. We obviously want you out here cheering for everybody, the, the, you know, the 20th runner on a team as well. They're out here. You never know that 20th runner, one, of the, one day it could be their day, and they become one of those top seven people. But in races like ours, before we get to the championship season and, say, the regionals where we can only run seven or nationals where you can only run seven, it could be anybody's day. A normal 10th place runner on a team could become a 6th place and become vital to that team's success. It's going to be a tight battle on Saturday. Lee and Southern Indiana will probably mix it up pretty close. But that fight for 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th place, the number one team in the Atlantic, the number one team in the South, Pembroke's 4th in their region, the number 4 team out of South Central in Colorado Springs, the number 3 and I would even say debatable number three out of the Midwest. They really you know, could be a number two, only behind Michigan Tech and Grand Valley. Those are the teams that will be out here fighting it out on Saturday. And not to mention your Trevecca Trojans, who, against a lot of what they've been tested, have run very well, both the men and the women. The women's race is going to feature Lee and Southern Indiana, two highly ranked teams. And they are going to duke it out. But our women are going to be mixing it up to see what they can do against Charleston. To see what they can do against Pembroke. And I think they're going to have a really good day. They're excited about racing on our home course. But to follow what the team is doing, count how many runners from each team. If you need a piece of paper and a pencil to like mark little tally marks, that's truthfully, that's my trick. That's what I do as a coach when I'm paying attention to the team scores. Do that. That is the best way to follow this race from start to finish, and understand what's going on. Listen to the podcast several times if you need to. I will even take emails, aselby at treveca.edu, if you have a question on how scoring works. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Listen to it about 20 minutes before you get to the race on Saturday as a refresher so you know what you're looking for. We're excited for Saturday. We'll be back tomorrow talking with a couple athletes about their excitement levels for racing at home this weekend. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Tracking of the Trojans. It's a big week. It's race week. Trevecca D2 Showcase Invitational, Saturday morning at 8 and 9. I'm standing out here on the course. If for no other reason than the fact that you have not been to Percy Warner Park here in Nashville ever, or the Vaughn's Gap side of Percy Warner Park, Come out here Saturday morning at 8 and 9 a.m. as that sun comes over the trees. I promise you, the views alone 
nature, the way this place looks will be completely worth your time. Not to mention you get to support your Trojans. Come on out Saturday morning, 8 a.m. 8K for the men, 9 a.m. 5K for the women. It's going to be incredible. Looking forward to seeing you there.